Welcome to the Motivational Podcast. On this episode, we have Anand Dharmadaj from Indy Motad, Bangalore. Uh, he's going to be talking about uh, everything related to motorcycle oils and fluids and all the myths around it. Hi, uh, this is Anand here um, from Indy Motad. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to um, talk about a couple of things that are probably basic in nature, but I think will um, uh, might shed some light. Hope to shed some light on it. Uh, so, talking about engine oils, the first thing was, of course, is what are the different types of uh, what are the different types of engine oil. Um, from what I can, what I know is that typically there are three types of engine oil, which is one is, of course, what's called fully synthetic. One another is semi-synthetic, and uh, then there is synthetic. I mean, I'm talking purely about engine oil as opposed to transmission oil or uh, brake fluid oil, etc. But these are the primary three types. Uh, mineral oil is basically your basic oil that is, uh, you know, then enhanced uh, by adding additives uh, which make it synthetic. And uh, and obviously, uh, you know, the blend of synthetic and mineral is what makes it semi-synthetic. What is the function of an engine oil? So let's talk about the functions of uh, function of engine oil. I mean, it's fairly obvious, but uh, obviously engine oil's uh, purpose is lubrication. Uh, if you talk about four-stroke motorcycles and if you wear from the era of two-stroke motorcycles, obviously there is oil that was used in premix, but let's not talk about that for now. Uh, but primarily engine oil is used for lubrication of the complete engine, which means there's the gearbox, there's the crank, which is the bottom end. Uh, there is the valves on the top uh, and the valves associated parts of the valves. And the oil is pretty much circulated uh, throughout the engine uh, <clears throat> to enable, uh, you know, all, all of the parts to be work in working order because you're talking about metal on metal, uh, you know, grinding, so to speak, of all of these parts and oil is what makes it, uh, allows it to function obviously much more efficiently, better and to be able to sustain an engine at, uh, you know, for example, a Yamaha R6 at 18,000, 20,000 RPM. So engine oil's function is primary lubrication is to make sure that your engine runs clean, safe uh, and it does break down, but we will talk about that so- soon. We see a lot of numbers printed on the labels of engine oils. Uh, what is that and how do they represent the grade of the oil? The first number is if it's weight, let's say it's 10W, is the low temperature viscosity that is winter and uh, whereas 30 is the high temperature viscosity. So typically these are called multi-grade um, oils and they are less affected by temperature variations than mono-grade oils. There, are, there used to be oils sold as 0W or 5W alone, but without the variation in allowing for temperature. And, um, you know, this allows us to sort of pick, and obviously your manual for your motorcycle will tell you 10W40 or 15W50, etc. But typically these are easier to understand because you say, okay, I'm going to follow the manual and I buy a good quality of oil, of course, that's important. And you're using most of the modern modern, modern motorcycles are using uh, <clears throat> uh, synthetic so these are, it's a very simple, simplified, simplified view, but that's the uh, different grades of engine oil that we have available today in the market. And uh, most of them uh, perform the same things. And we are not unless, I mean, in, in India, for example, we are not in extreme weather conditions uh, where, you know, you would necessarily 
be completely wrong by not using one or the other. Uh, so it's very safe to say that, you know, 1040, 1550, I mean, you can probably interchange them without too much of, um, what do you call it, too much of uh, wondering whether it will work or not. Uh, and also depends on, of course, the frequency of how often you change oil. <clears throat> so does uh, moving to a thicker grade oil impact the performance of my motorcycle? One of the things to look out for is obviously, uh, you know, you don't want to be using a thicker grade of oil uh, in a high performance engine because you want the oil to flow. And uh, it does sort of obviously, uh, you, you want it to flow, the, the flow nozzles inside the inside the engine. If you see modern, even like, for example, a KTM 390, uh, they have nozzles in there that are prob that I know as the as the engine heats up, the oil becomes more viscous and uh, flows through these nozzles and allows us to lubricate, allows the engine to be lubricated internally. But the point is that uh, uh, obviously there's engine oil for for uh, what I between the gearbox and what's the bottom end uh, and and the clutch. So all of it today is is one's a common sump, right? It's a common. Uh, it's not something that's separated. In earlier designs of motorcycles, there used to be a gearbox oil. There used to be a uh, they, they were in different compartments and different engine oil grades were used, but today they're pretty much, uh, you know, sort of clubbed together into one uh, compact engine and uh, you're using only one grade of engine oil for, uh, uh, one type of engine oil for the whole, the whole motorcycle as such for the engine. So that's kind of uh, thicker the oil uh, is obviously lesser the flow, uh, thinner the oil, easier the flow. And at the same time, high performance requires <clears throat> Uh, more flow and, and and I think you know if you're looking at for example a bullet you could continue to use uh, like a lower uh, what I call less more viscous oil and it might be uh, better to use it for an older model of, of, of a bullet versus if you take a super bike you want to be definitely using something that can withstand that kind of temperature higher revs engine wear and tear uh, and it does make a huge difference in how the engine components and you may not be able to tell right away, but over time, it sort of uh, you will notice that the wear and tear on a motorcycle when you use high quality oil makes a huge, huge difference in the life of the motorcycle. A very uh, common question asked is how often do you change oil? So. I get asked this a lot. Uh, the question is, how often do you change your engine oil? Um, given Indian conditions and the kind of dust that we're in, uh, generally, I would say anywhere from about 3,000 to 5,000 kilometers is when I would change engine oil. Some manufacturers and bigger bikes and modern bikes recommend changing it probably later. But in my opinion, <clears throat> somewhere in this 3,000 to 5,000 is what I would change engine oil. And I would definitely look at uh, better engine oils that are available today in the Indian market from, uh, you know, obviously Liquimoly, uh, Motorex, uh, Motul 300V. And uh, these are obviously much better in terms of the quality, the wear and tear on it, how it breaks down, uh, as opposed to something that you would buy at a petrol bank uh, and say, you know, that's perfectly okay oil. Now, <clears throat> um, when you change engine oil, of course, in my purest view, changing the oil filter obviously is something that I would highly recommend. Uh, there might be occasions where you might not be able to find an oil filter for your bike in time but you still uh, you still go ahead and change the engine oil and it's perfectly okay so uh, i would sort of suggest that you look at changing the engine oil as frequently as anywhere from 3000 to 5000 you can also understand how oil breaks down you can look at it 
uh, you can uh, you can smell it, uh, understand how it uh, you know how the difference between fresh oil and burnt oil, uh, and these are some things to look for when you uh, when you start not involving your motorcycle, involving your in in the motorcycle maintenance of the motorcycle much more frequently. Uh, I hope this helps, and uh, that's kind of what I would say in terms of changing engine oil as frequently as you as I would do on my bikes. Can you mix uh, synthetic oils and mineral oils? Uh, that's a good question. If you look at it, synthetic oil has come from mineral oil, right? It's basically mineral oil that has add that has uh, <clears throat> been enhanced with additives to make it more uh, usable, sustainable in high performance engines. So technically, you could mix it, but at the same time, you obviously don't want it to be a practice. So if you are in a, an emergency, if you are in a situation where you were on travel and you didn't get uh i don't know synthetic oil you could definitely top up if you need to top up your uh motorcycle with mineral oil and if you need it let's say you know uh 300ml 400ml where you see it in the window uh of the oil measure and you say okay that's kind of i'm adding i'm adding mineral oil because i couldn't find synthetic and it's perfectly okay but it's not something that you want to do obviously on a regular basis on knowing that you're doing an oil change everyone gets surprised by the time they see uh the color of the oil once it's drained uh why does that happen your hair is 70 micron right uh, a strand of hair but soot is less than one micron so you're talking about uh something that's so fine where uh engine oil does get goes through heat cycles and as you rev the engine you you shut it down you start it again you go for a long ride short rides etc and you're continuously the, the oil starts to if i call it break down and soot is the primary component for the reason that it turns black. Uh, it is, uh, it's not necessarily only metal wear and tear, but it is, uh, it, it, there is some amount of that, of course, but that's the reason that soot is what contributes to the blackness of, of oil that you find when you drain your oil. So moving on to coolants, uh, what is the importance of coolant and what does it do? Primarily what coolant does is uh, uh, if you look at the engine and the components, you know, there's a lot of heat generated uh, by the engine. So you have uh, what are called water jackets that are uh, cut into the engine uh, compartments uh, around, the, around the engine compartments and they dissipate the heat that is generated by the combustion that's going on. So you have a radiator. The radiator acts like uh, basically a a large coolant reservoir if you call it but it's got fins so as you're riding the fins pretend i mean sorry act as uh, you know obviously cooling agents to allow the the hot uh, coolant to cool down uh, primarily due to as you're traveling it's right there in front in front of the engine and it's it's designed in such a way to uh, to dissipate heat uh, and and allow the coolant to recirculate back and into uh, around the engine compartments uh, including the cylinder uh, primarily the cylinder area and all of that. So that's kind of what coolant does and there are different types of coolant um, and you definitely need to wonder about it. It's not something that you, uh, you know, you got the bike and you don't look at the coolant for the next two years. It is something that I would look at. You change engine oil every 5,000. I would definitely look at, you know, looking at the coolant and wanting to change it maybe even every year. Uh, and you can ask why do you want to change coolant? One, of course, is there are different types of coolant available in the market today uh, from coolant that has additives uh, which reduce overall operating temperatures of the motorcycle heavily by about 5 to 10 degrees. Uh, obviously, water would be ideal, uh, but, uh, you know, water does cause 
um, uh, rusting in terms of leaving uh, leaving particles, leaving water molecules inside uh, inside all of the chambers and causing rust. And which is why you have what's called antifreeze. Uh, you have other additives that prevent that help t dissipate the heat much more quickly. Uh, and, uh, you know, their boiling, boiling temperatures are much higher. They're able to withstand temperatures, not break down as easily. And so coolant becomes an important aspect of, uh, of, of what your, uh, how your motorcycle runs. And obviously, uh, if I call it, your motorcycle needs to be maintained in such a way that there is a balance between it being too hot and too, you know, obviously in a colder, cold temperatures. But when the, when the engine is overall cool, it usually runs much, much better, more efficiently. We have a lot of uh, different types of brake fluids, uh, .4, .5, and .5.1. How do I know what's the best for me, and can I mix either one? The wet and uh, dry, what they call dry boiling points, are the primary differences, and uh, .5 is not compatible with .4 and .5.1, but .5.1 and uh, .4 are compatible. So you could have a system where... You were running dot four, or you could were running dot five dot one, but and you had to top it up with dot four, and it would actually work. The worst case that would happen is that the boiling point point might sort of come down by just a bit. Um, so if you kind of look at boiling points on these um, dry boiling points, right? So between dot four is about two thirty degrees centigrade, and dot five dot one is at two seventy degrees centigrade. So <clears throat> If you're at a racetrack, you obviously want to be at dot five dot one, and uh, because you're operating the brakes uh, much harder, you're needing the, the the brake fluid building up a lot more heat, and you want to you don't want the brake fluid to break down. So that's one of the reasons that you know people switch from dot four to dot five dot one. It helps uh, obviously keep the brake system <clears throat> the braking system alive and uh, much more functional than. Uh, using dot four, especially if you're on, uh, if you're riding hard, if you're at the racetrack. So um, I would honestly switch to five dot one because I think that's kind of where we are all going to in terms of, you know, riding better, needing more safety in our hands by using uh, better components, better quality of fluids uh, between engine oil, coolant, brake fluids. <clears throat> My last question, uh, Anand, is how often do we change brake fluids? Uh, and the coolant in your motorcycle. I wanted to just say that I would like to include fork fluids also in this fork, the front fork fluid. I would like to say that definitely I would flush my brake fluids once every year, not just top it up, uh, not just bleed it, but actually flush it. Similarly, with the coolant, I would definitely run a flush, remove the old coolant, put in fresh coolant. And uh, front forks, I would definitely build them definitely about a max of two years, but I would like to say anywhere from one year to two years is a good time to change your front fork fluids also. Um, you know, it's a lot of good quality uh, riding, handling comes from better uh, front fork fluids that are available today in the market. Um, uh, so I would really encourage people to sort of go there and say, listen, I want to use better quality of things because uh, my life depends on all of this, right? I'm riding every day, I'm riding hard. I need I need better brakes. I need my forks to handle. I need a better ride quality. Uh, I need my my motorcycles maintained better. Knowing that I'm using good stuff uh, on 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 my motorcycle and making sure that it's safe for me to use uh, and the bike behaves a certain way, it handles well, uh, makes a huge huge difference. Goes a long way in maintaining your motorcycle. Thanks, Anand, for all the time and knowledge that you've shared on this podcast. 
I'm sure uh, it's going to help a lot of motorcyclists uh, when they choose their next oil and the fluid changes uh, that they'd be doing uh, over time. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to hear your stories, your motorcycle experiences, what you've been doing and how motorcycles have made your life better. So if you have something to say, DM us on Instagram uh, and I'll be more than happy to get you on this podcast.